everyone. Thanks for joining me for the Picky Fingers podcast. This is Keith Billick. For some reason, I must have been in a back to school kind of mode for the, you know, must be this time of year or something because I've been putting out a lot of these interviews that I've been getting. I've been really fortunate to have recorded a lot of interviews with some really great players. And I know you've been listening to the ones with Alan Mundy and Wes Corbett and Greg Cahill and Ryan Kavanaugh. And I actually have a few more recorded that I'm that I'm working on, but I just figured it was time. It's It's been a while since I put out one of these episodes that was more instructional to, to have you actually learn something for your playing. So I, I wanted to do something like that. So here we are. And this episode is going to cover one of my favorite topics, which is how to figure out harmonies. And real quick, but I don't want to forget to mention There is a tablature sheet for this episode, very similar to the tablature sheet that I put out for episode five, which was the right hand boot camp that a lot of you got. There's two primary ways that you can get a hold of the tab sheet that accompanies this lesson. The easiest way is to visit the website uh, at the the hosting site for the podcast, and that is banjopodcast.libsyn.com. Banjopodcast.libsyn. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. And that's actually the download page for all the podcast episodes. But next to episode number 12, you'll see the little, it'll say tab sheet with the downward arrow download icon, and you'll be able to download it directly from there. If for some reason you can't access that or you're not seeing it or that doesn't work, whatever, you can always get that by emailing the show at pickyfingersbanjopodcast at gmail.com and I can um, just email it directly to you. It'd be a like a PDF sheet of all the tablature that you'll need. Not very coincidentally, that's also the email address you should use if you need to email me for any other reasons such as comments, feedback, suggestions about the show. I always love hearing all that stuff, so keep them coming. Um, another site that you should be aware of is my Patreon page. That's how you become a supporter of the podcast by pledging a certain amount per month, as little as $1 per month to keep the show going. That website is patreon.com slash banjo podcast. And like I said, for as little as a dollar per month, you can support the show and support what I do and try to ensure that these episodes keep coming. So if you're if you're enjoying it and you're getting some entertainment out of it. That's the way for you to show your support. There are other ways to show your support. The main way also, in addition to the Patreon page, is to just spread the word and tell your friends either on social media or just the friends that you see around personally. Another really cool thing that I've been hearing about is let the guests know that you heard them on the podcast. If you go to a concert and you see Wes Corbett playing or Davy Jones or Mike Bont playing with Green Sky Bluegrass or any of these guys who have appeared on the podcast, let them know that you heard it. That that does help and word gets around. It's a small world here in uh, Banjo Land. So just before we get started, thanks to everybody who has either contributed to the Patreon page or or helped me out by spreading the word about the podcast or even just those of you who are regular listeners. I really appreciate it. And I'm really happy that you're enjoying some of these shows. So let's get started. This episode is about harmony. And I would characterize characterize 
the skill level needed for this as probably an intermediate, maybe even a lower advanced level lesson. You are going to need um, a decent knowledge of your fingerboard in terms of the the names of the notes. If I if I say that there is a B note, you're going to want to know how to find which notes on your fingerboard are the Bs or the Gs or the Ds, whatever I say. You're, you're going to need to know how to pick those out. Now, that being said, even if you're not to the point where you can craft a really sophisticated harmony to a, a complex fiddle tune or something like that, I think a lot of the things in this lesson will help you, such as even if you just learn those first couple lines off the tab sheet, the harmonized major scale, there are a lot of other applications for that kind of information, and I plan to use that in future lessons on the podcast too. So even if you just use that and you don't even get as far as harmonizing a lot of the melodies, that's still going to help you. So this is still a worthwhile lesson to listen to. So what do you say? Here we go. Let's learn how to harmonize stuff. how to harmonize things on the banjo. And this episode will be about harmonizing things on the banjo, but everything that I'm going to teach is actually equally applicable to any number of other instruments, even to singing. If you listen to this lesson and you are just looking to figure out harmonies singing, you can take the exact same approach that I'm that I'm teaching you. It's it's really just a, a lesson about music, not anything particular to the banjo, even though everything I present here will be related directly to the banjo. So I guess the first thing is, why do we even want to harmonize things on the banjo or, or with anything? And the answer to that is, it, it really adds professionalism and pleasing sounds to the music that you're making. Think about how great it is to hear twin fiddles uh, on a piece of music or some really nice harmony singing the, the same reason that people are moved by that presentation in the music 
is the same reason we can we can also do it on banjo and we can participate in that and it's it's just a good easy way well not always easy but it's it's a good fallback option to just add that extra level of like i said like a professional arrangement to the songs that you're playing it's easy to just play through these these songs without putting much thought or work into it and it's it's just a little something extra that can separate you as a player from other players and maybe separate your the group that you're playing in or your band separate you from other bands if you have a lot of these nice harmonized arrangements and i'm going to teach you an approach to do that uh also something that i will say probably a few times throughout the podcast but i do want to make sure that it's clear so i'll i'll say it for the first time right now everything that i present to you is going to be in the form of a general rule and a good starting point but as with almost any approach to music you really have to trust your ears so if you if you do everything that i tell you about how to create a harmony and you listen to it and it just isn't sounding right then do what sounds right there's no reason to to stick to this and also there are are always going to be certain musical situations where this won't work. But um, at, at least for those of us who play either bluegrass music or folk music or anything that has that sound to it, this approach will g- give you a very good start and a very good frame of reference on how to approach creating harmonies. For this lesson, I'm going to keep everything that I talk about in the key of G. And as banjo players, we're happy to hear that, right? Because our banjos are tuned to an open G chord. So that, that's a very banjo-friendly key. So, so I'm going to keep it, keep it simple with that. And for harmonizing things, what we're really talking about is selecting certain notes within the key of G. And the notes within the key of G is largely based on the G major scale. And if you look at that tab sheet that, that I told you how to download... Those first two examples shows you how to play a G major scale. And even if you're not familiar with the term G major scale, you are most certainly familiar with the sound of it. It's the Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Ti, Do scale. So here we go. The, the G major scale as I have on that tab sheet. And coming back down. have it written a, a, a second way to play it. Back down. Now notice I also labeled the notes uh, above, the, above the tablature. So th- those notes are G, A, B, C, D, E, F sharp, G. So there's two Gs. We landed on G, but basically there are only seven notes in in the G major scale, everything we talk about this episode, we are only using those notes, those seven notes of the G major scale. So e- even though this might seem a little complex, try not to be too intimidated because those are the only notes that we're working with. And if we're talking about harmony, how do we arrive at a G chord from the G major scale? Well, if you look at it, if, if we number each note of that scale from 1 to 8, starting with the G, so there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 
that G chord is based on what we call a series of thirds. And what that means is the G chord has the G note in it, of course, and that's the first note of the scale. So to get a, th a what I mean by thirds is that's an interval. So from G, which is the first note, to A, which is the second note, that's what we call a second. But from G to the next note, which is B, that is a third. So to get from one note to a third up above it, you've skipped a note in the scale and gone to the next one. Now if we start on B, which was that second note, skip a note, which is C, and then the next note is D. If we add that to what we already have, the G and the B, now we have G, B, and D. And like magic, that's your G chord. So if you notice, anywhere that you play a G chord on the banjo, the notes that you're playing is going to be some kind of combination of G, B, and D. They're not always in the same order. Sometimes you could play D, G, and B in that order. And those are different voicings. But basically, those the chord is based on that first root note, which is G, and then a third up from that, and a third up from that. And the way we figured out those thirds was just, you use that G major scale. Again, we're only using those notes. Start with G, skip one, go to B, skip one, then you're at D. And that next example on the tablature sheet shows that we can actually have a chord for every single note of the G major scale. That's what we call the harmonized major scale. And we come up with each of those chords in the exact same way. And again, if you notice, on every single one of those chords, there are no notes that you play that are outside of that original G major scale, those, those seven notes. So we've gone from G major chord... The next note of the G scale is A. So if we still just stick with the notes of the G major scale, we do A, skip a note to get a third up. We have a C, skip a note, and we have an E. So all of a sudden we have A, C, and E. And that's an A minor chord. Now if we do that same pattern, that same formula, for each note of the G major scale, we can build a chord based on each individual note. So the chord based on G is G major. Chord based on A is A minor. And on up the scale, B minor, C major, D major, E minor, F sharp diminished 7, and finally back to G. And those chords are all on that tab sheet, so you can, you can look at those and, and practice playing those and kind of get your ear used to, rather than just playing the single notes of a G major scale, you can play the G major scale in chords.
and again, I keep saying this, but it's it's worth noting, the, you are only playing chords or uh, notes rather that are found as part of that G major scale. And as a brief side note, this doesn't go directly to how to harmonize things, but if any of you have ever been confused by people saying this song is a one four five song, something like that, this is what they're talking about. Um, remember how I numbered the notes of the G major scale from one to eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So a one chord is just that chord based on the first note. So the G major chord. And using that harmonized scale, a four chord is just the chord based on the fourth note. The fourth note in the key of G major is C. So the four chord is C major. And then by the same logic, we get the five chord, which is D. So a song, if somebody says, oh, this is just a one, four, five song and it's in G, that tells you right there that the chords that you're using for that song are G major, C major, and D major chords. And that's kind of how that nomenclature works. And that's how a lot of musicians communicate to each other about which chords to use by using those scale degree references. So, okay, great. We've, we've talked about the harmonized major scale. How does that actually help you do anything with your music? Here's where it all comes together. What that harmonized major scale has just told you is that for every note of the G major scale, and if you're playing a song in G, chances are the notes that you're going to need to harmonize are one of those notes in that scale. So for every note in the G major scale of a melody... That harmonized scale has just told you two different notes that you can harmonize that individual note with. In other words, if there's a G melody note, I know that a third up, that B, is going to be a good sounding harmony for it. And if I need another one, I can add a D. Those are two harmony notes that work for the note G, in a, as long as the song is in the key of G. Likewise, if the melody note is A, I know that I can go up to a C. Because that's a third up. I took A, I skipped B, and went to C. And on upwards, if I just play that scale in thirds... Voila, we have our harmony, and that's based on those harmonized chords. And this is another reason that we are lucky that bluegrass and folk music, and, and actually a lot more other types of, of music too, tend to use a system of thirds for their harmonies. There are definitely plenty of exceptions to this. If you, if you get into jazz music or even bluesier sounding songs, it might have different harmony notes. But, but for the most part... If we use this system of thirds to figure out the harmony, that's going to work a vast majority of the time, and it's going to be a very good starting place, even for times that it might not be perfect. And for that reason, the rest of this lesson, we're going to focus on how to find that harmony part that is a third above the melody note, because that is by far the most common thing that you hear in all these different types of music, whether it's bluegrass country, rock, pop... Um, it, 
chances are if you're hearing harmony singing or harmony playing, it's a melody note plus a third above it. So that's what we're going to focus on because it's it's the most pleasing to the ear and it's the most common thing that people expect. Well, we just passed the county line Be home about a half past nine See the friends that I once knew Got a lot of catching up to do Have a piece of mom's apple pie See the happy tears in her eye And I'll never more go away Cause I'm a-coming back home to stay this into practice let's pretend we actually have a song to play and we need to figure out a harmony for this there are three things you need to know to to come up with a good harmony part the first thing to know what key is the song i'm playing in well i've already told you this the songs that we're going to play are in g but all of this information would translate just as easily to different keys you would have to just shift the notes either up or down to to accommodate the notes of a different scale but that pattern is is the same the the system of harmonized notes so the first thing we need to know i said there were three the first thing is what key is the song in uh the second thing is what is the melody of the song it's hard to come up with a harmony part if you don't know what the melody part is that's kind of that's kind of essential so that's the second thing and the the third thing to know is what chord is the band playing? Now, this is different than what key is the song in. Like I said, a lot of songs could be a 1-4-5 song in G. So even though the key of the song is G, at any given point, the band might be strumming C chords. And that's another important thing to know because there might be different, uh, slight variations on how you approach a harmony based on what chord the band is playing, even if it's all just uh, in the key of G still. The first song we're going to use to demonstrate this harmony method is I'll Fly Away. And a lot of you, I'm sure, are familiar with the song I'll Fly Away. A lot of people know it from the Oh Brother, Where Out There movie. There's a, a very good version of Alison Krauss singing with Gillian Welch. But it's a very old song, and it's been done by a lot of people, so... I figure most of you are, are at least a little bit familiar with that. So uh, the three things we need to know, what key is it in? I told you it's G. What is the melody? We're going to, to figure that out now, or I, I've actually tabbed it out for you 
on the sheet, a, a very basic melody. And then what chord is the band playing? I've also showed you that. If you look at the, the tablature sheet above where the melody notes are, there are chord names, and you guessed it, it's a 1-4-5 song, which means the only chords are going to be G, C, and D. And I've also recorded myself playing a little bit of rhythm guitar just so you can hear how the, the band changing chords affects how the, the melody and the harmony sound. So let's just play through the melody real quick. So the guitar is going to give a little walk-in, and I'm just going to play the melody as written on the tablature sheet. So there you have it. That's the basic melody. Hopefully you all agree that that sounds like the song, I'll Fly Away. And basically, if you're confronted with that kind of song, you're going to need to either figure it out for yourself by ear, find the notes on the banjo as you as you play along with somebody singing, have somebody show it to you. Somehow you have to figure out those melody notes. Now, the next thing to figure out a harmony so let's look at each melody note. So for example, that first one is a B. So we're playing. That's the first little sequence of melody notes. So how do we find a harmony note for B? Well, like I said, most of the, the harmony system that we work with in bluegrass and folk music is a system of thirds. So we're going to find a note that is a third up from B using the G major scale. So as I mentioned before, if we start on that B note, to get a third, we're going to skip a note of the scale. So we're skipping C, and we land on D. So our first harmony note, the, the melody note is B, our first harmony note is going to be D. And here's those played together. So that sounds pretty nice. The second note of the melody is G. By using the same process, by using a, a third up from G, we end up with a B note. So, so far we have... So that seems to sound okay. It's, it's going to come together once we hear the, the rhythm guitar again. We won't know for sure if that's really exactly how we want it. But let's keep going. The next note of the melody is D. Now here is the main point where it really matters what chord the band is playing. For a D note, the third, when we skip a note and then land on the, the next one, we skip E and we get F sharp. So basically that, that ends up being something like... However... Notice that the band is playing a G chord, which is this. So essentially what you're going to end up with is if you have D and F sharp along with a G chord, you're going to end up with something that, that might clash. It's going to sound something like this. 
So in that case, when we when we have the D note, even when the band is playing a G chord, instead of doing a third harmony, the F sharp, we bump that up to a G. So instead of a third harmony, that's actually a fourth harmony because we've skipped two notes to land on the G. So, so far we have... And then the melody is back up to the, to the G. And we basically keep going like that. Now notice the difference. If, um, if the band had been playing... I know that that what I just explained about harmonizing that D note over a G chord, I know that can be a little confusing. Imagine if the band had been playing a D chord. Now, by that same system, the D chord is made up of D, F sharp, and A. So using a third up from D to get that F sharp, that doesn't clash at all with a chord that already has a D and an F sharp in it. So that's why it's really important to know what, what chord the band is playing. You don't want to play a note that clashes with it. And again, the way to know for sure is to use your ears. If you're playing something and it just doesn't sound right, then that's a clue that you need to make an adjustment. Whether or not it's something that I lay out here, you, you just need to be able to, to figure out that that's not the right thing to do. So we're going to keep going with the I'll Fly Away melody in just that way. We figure out what note is a third above in the the rare instances where it might clash with one of the chord tones that the band is playing. We might adjust that note up to a fourth instead. And what you come up with after all of that is what's on the next line of the music that I gave you. It's the I'll Fly Away harmony. And we're going to get the, the rhythm guitar going back again. And I'm going to play both parts on the banjo at once so you can hear how they fit together. And you'll kind of recognize that it, it adds a little extra sophistication to the melody if you were playing it like this in the band. So once again, I'll wait for the lead in here. So that sounds pretty good. And all we did was go through note by note and use notes of the G major scale that was, for the most part, a third up from the melody note. And if you use those harmonized chords that we, that we learned just a few minutes ago, those give you those main options for, for those harmony notes. So that can seem pretty tedious, going note by note through through melodies and having to almost do this math problem of, of figuring out the harmony notes. But I promise you, if you do this even just a few times, it's going to become quicker. And, and the more you get that major scale under your fingers and the more it becomes um, second nature to, to maybe even hear what those harmonies are supposed to be before you even try to play it, that's really going to help you pick out these notes. It'll just be quicker and quicker like anything else with music the more you practice it. So, so far, I've given you a way of taking one note as a melody note 
and being able to regurgitate another note as a harmony note. And that's really cool, but we still need to dig deeper in terms of actually putting that to use in your playing. The way I presented it, it's it's almost as if, let's say you have a fiddle or a mandolin or maybe even another banjo or a guitar or something, playing those melody notes. You can be in charge of playing the harmony, and that, again, gives it a more professional-sounding arrangement. There's a lot more you can do with that, though. Something that I have found myself doing a lot, I am not a very good singer. So something that I can contribute when I'm in a situation where, man, it would it, it would sure sound good to have some some good harmony singing with this, even though I'm not, I might not be the one to, to do it. Or if I did, it would not make it sound better. I can promise you that. But something I can do is if the singer is singing that melody and I've figured out the harmony on my banjo, maybe it's not as cool as a really cool harmony, two part harmony singing, but to have an instrument playing harmony along with the, the vocalist still is better than than nothing. So I will even play harmony along with a vocalist. You don't even need to play harmony the whole time. You might just come in with a harmony for a little line. Like uh, listen, listen to this. I'll I'll play into the song, and you'll have to imagine the melody, and you'll hear where I come in on just a few harmony notes here and there to kind of accent it. So as you heard, I was doing a very basic banjo backup pattern rolling along, but then I came in with the and that's a good way to just spice up an arrangement, give things some accent. Those are the things that separate an average band from maybe one that sounds a little bit more exciting. So that's a way to do it. Another way to do it is not harmonizing with yourself, but you can use it as a variation. Let's say you came up with a solo for I'll Fly Away, and your solo is the melody of the song. So let's listen to that with the guitar. So that's a real basic way to play the melody on the banjo. And that's fine. But another way to to use this knowledge of how to construct a harmony is by constructing your own variations on your solos. So listen what happens when I play it through once as the melody. And maybe for the second line, I play the harmony part, even though it's not actually harmonizing anything. It just sounds like a very familiar variation on the melody. (laughs) ¶¶ 
So there you have it. That's another use of this harmony stuff is if you're in a rut trying to think of ideas for your solo, that's a good standby where you're still being true to the melody, but it still adds just a little extra dimension to what you're playing. So let's try this on another piece of music. The the next tune that I chose for you is Turkey in the Straw. I heard uh, Ryan Cavanaugh play some snippets of this during the last episode, so it seemed like a good tune to work on. So I have the tablature for you. I'm going to just uh, play you through the basic melody that I have charted out, and then we'll go through the process of harmonizing it. So here it is, Turkey in the Straw, and once again I have the chords above the melody notes to, to show what the band would be playing, and you'll hear the rhythm guitar with it as well. So that's the, the melody for that tune. There's if there's anything that I really love doing on the banjo, it's figuring out fiddle tunes, and I really enjoy figuring out harmonies for them too. And the process for this is really going to be no different than even a, a slower melody like I'll Fly Away. This goes by quicker, definitely, but the like I said, the process is exactly the same. So let's take those first three notes. So those three notes are B, A, and G. So using the G major scale, if we start at B, we skip a note, which is C, and we end up on D to get our thirds, our system of harmony in thirds above the melody, we end up with D. So, so far we have the B melody note harmonized with a D. That next melody note is an A. Using the same system of thirds, we end up with a C. So we have a, a B and a D for that first melody note. And then an A and a C. The third melody note is a G. And we know that the third up from G is a B. The first three notes of the melody if you play them in harmony, keep going like that. And we're going to keep going using that G major scale on through that whole melody that I have you on the have for you on the tab sheet. And eventually we get something that sounds very much like Turkey in the Straw, but just played in a thirds above harmony. So I'm going to play back the the example of the melody that I just showed you except this time I'm going to add the harmony part, and this is exactly what's written on the tab sheet that you have. So that's pretty cool, right? That's a, that's a very simple harmony to Turkey in the Straw, but you can already tell the added 
excitement it could add. It sounds a little funny being two banjos, especially the same person playing both of the parts. But if you add that to some mandolin lines, especially with some upright bass or something like that happening in an ensemble, that is a, a surefire way to raise the quality of the group sound. I use these ideas all the time in the music that I play. If you're ever searching for ideas of how to either spice up an arrangement, or even if you just need something to work on with your practicing time, if you can't think of anything else, take a tune that you already know, or take a song that you already know, and figure out how to play the melody, figure out how to play the harmony. Um, It's a really good way to familiarize yourself with the fingerboard and to get those harmonies in your head. And like I said, it does get a lot easier the more and more you do it. I think you'll also be amazed at how often you will hear this in the music that you listen to after you start to notice how this system of creating this harmony with the thirds sounds. You're going to hear it everywhere, I guarantee. where we're going to leave it for this episode of the picky fingers podcast i really hope you found this useful Um, i hope you can incorporate some of these harmony ideas into your playing by all means if you have questions about any of this don't hesitate to contact me with with an email at picky fingers banjo podcast at gmail.com i tried to cover all the information but i realized that uh you might still have some questions so feel free to fire away you can also support the podcast at patreon.com slash banjo podcast and support the show that way or just keep spreading the word either way i hope you keep listening i have uh, plenty more shows that i'm working on already that i think you'll really like and i'm excited for you to hear those so i'm gonna get back to work on those and in the meantime work on these harmonies and i will uh, see you for the next one